let us pray. Precious Father, I want to thank you again for this hour. You prepared it by your spirit. Your people prayed. You answered. We're grateful. We're here to enjoy the answers that you've given. To you be all that glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So uh, we, your team uh, is, uh, you know, the wisdom of God giving for, to us for our benefit. And then your scripture is 1 Corinthians 1.30. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God has made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure. He made us holy. He freed us from sin. Colossians 2.3 says, In him, all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. I say this in order that no one may mislead and delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech so that we're not deceived into putting our hope and faith in what is not from God. So Paul is saying we should be grounded in this fact that the wisdom of God itself for us is Christ himself. So we said a lot of things yesterday trying to define the benefits of that wisdom. Today we're going to talk about how to receive experience and keep all those benefits for ourselves. For the scripture says something we should be able to really take note of. In 2 Corinthians 6 from verse 1, it says, we, we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. That this grace, you may have it, it may not work for you. So we're pleading. It's possible that you hear all these things. It's possible that you go to church. It's possible that you pray. It's possible that all these privileges and opportunities are there for a Christian, but it could not work for him or her. He said, for he says, in an acceptable time, I've had you now. And in the, in the day of salvation, I've sent you help. I've served you. Behold, now is this acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Exactly what Jesus said. He said, these are the acceptable time. These are the days in which the grace of God is walking, the gifts of God is for us. He said, but they may be for you, but you may not experience them. That should wake all of us up. That I dare say, unfortunately, will be regretted that many don't. Many don't. Many do not. But there are two ways that this can happen. Number one is, if what we believe is not the truth, it's not the wisdom of God. You know, Jesus used the mustard seed to describe faith. He said, if you have faith, ask the mustard seed. You know what? The mustard seed is the only seed you cannot cross-pollinate. You can't contaminate it. It's not possible. You can contaminate other, other seeds, other flowers, but you can't contaminate this one. You know, when you harvest things, they do, that's what they call contamination of cross-pollination. Pulling from other, this thing can, by, you know, can be blown, and, and then you get your fruit. It's not tasting the, the same way it used to. 
because it's been contaminated by cross-pollination. The only seed that cannot be cross-pollinated is mustard seed. So what is Jesus saying? The only ground for faith is the impure word of God. The, I mean the pure word of God, not the impure. If it's contaminated, it's not the mustard thing. If it's contaminated by any wrong thing, it is not the mustard. It's not it. So that's why the Bible says we should seek the, the sincere, pure milk. And what is the devil trying to do? To contaminate it. So if what you believe is contaminated, it's vain. It won't work because that's not the wisdom of God. That's number one. Number two. So he says in Matthew uh, 15, 9, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. What men have taught them, not what I said. That's what they're teaching them. The imaginations of men is what they're teaching them. You know, for instance, when we talk of uh, salvation, we, we come up with this idea that you must tell them they are sinners. We say that the reason we tell them they are sinners is so they will see their need of Christ. That is human imagination. It looks good, but it's not in the Bible. It's not in the scripture. It's human beings that came up with it and say, you know, in order to convince them. Who told you to go and convince them? Who were told to go and preach? The work of conviction is the work of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Peter was preaching, just telling them about Jesus, and God saw they received it, baptized them in the Holy Spirit. Just preach it. Paul said, I don't want to pollute this world. What if I do, I rob it of its power. It ceases to produce for you. So he said, I want to present the gospel that I've received the way it is. Even when we do Holy Communion, we read it. He said, I've received it this way, that Christ died for our sins. He rose. He said, this is all. I'm not adding anything to it. But this is the power of God. This is the wisdom of God. It is Christ himself. Can I hear amen? So the teaching commandments of me. All manner of things are going on in the world, and the devil is doing it because the scripture warns us that in the last days, this is going to happen. But you must be a student of scripture to make sure that what you believe is pure, sincere word of God. Because that's what God is committed to performing. Then the other thing is, if we are not walking in faith, we cannot receive anything from the Lord. That's James 1.6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. He that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything, 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 anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Because what is trusting is what can stand. The only thing that is rugged is what God said. So he said, the, the man who can walk by faith will receive nothing. Can't receive anything. So you teach all these things, you can be excited about them. But because he doesn't believe them, it's not going to work. So the Bible wants us not to receive this grace, these words of grace in vain. They won't produce anything. And the scripture tells us clearly. That is only by faith we assess the blessings of God. The New Testament is the era of grace and faith and love. 
is the era of grace, faith, love, the love of God. The Old Testament is the era of law and obedience to the law. The New Testament is the era of the power of the Spirit. When you are now walking under the power of the life of Christ, when you are controlled by the, the love of God, when your faith in God activates all of these things. So faith plays a key role in our being able to experience all these things we are talking about. Very key role. Very important role. If a Christian has not studied about faith, he's doing himself a very great disservice. By faith you are saved. By faith you stand. You receive by faith. Faith is your shield. Faith is Without faith, no victory. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. How can you then not even know about it? How can you not study about it? So the Lord Jesus made this clear to us. The scripture makes it clear to us that it is by faith we receive from God. Because it's all gift. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you are saved, you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Second Corinthians 5, 18. And all of this is a gift from God. All of it. Who brought us back to himself through Christ. So God brought you back to himself through Christ. Brought me back to himself through Christ. So I can't boast that I brought myself back. He says it's not of works, so anybody, nobody can boast about it. It is what God did in Christ that brought us back to God through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to himself. So it's received only through faith. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. You see? We are made right in God's sight by what? By faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. The wisdom of God. Christ himself. Because of what he's done for us. It's not because of what you do. It's not because of what you do. Your life is not run by you. Your life is run by Christ. He's the one that leads you. He's the one that empowers you. He's the one that enlightens you. It's his life. It's not your life. Because of what Christ has done uh, for us. In verse 2, because of our faith. Now, watch all this because of this, because of this, because of this. What is the meaning of because? Be for the reason of this, this is why this is happening. Don't put your own reason. You pollute the word. Leave it the way it is. It says, let me read it again. Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, that's how we are made right in God's sight. That's how we are made righteous, acceptable, because of what Christ has done, not because of what you've done. Now, when you are made righteous and you believe these things, you activate the power of Christ in you, and then the, the righteousness, the practice of righteousness begins to work in your life. It is faith that produces obedience in the New Testament. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when you, when you put your faith, then the power of God is activated and makes you please God. Not by your power. Not by your power. It is the Christ in you that is activated, and the Christ is living through you. Am, am I, do you get what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Ah. Are you strangers to this church? I've been teaching this. It's called obedience of faith. It's different from obedience of law. Under the law, Christ has not come. We didn't have the power of the Spirit. 
Nothing. We have not been saved. But in the New Testament, Christ has come, the power of God, and has given us strength that through his strength, by the power Christ has given you, you can now do all things. That power is activated when you believe in what Christ has done. So that power that enables you, that works in you to will and to do is activated. So what you are doing is not your power. It is Christ in you, the hope of uh, glory. So you can't come and be boasting, look at how good I am. No, 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 no. You say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This light is Christ in me. You return all the glory to him and take the back seat. Know that without him you can do nothing. I went off trick, but it's okay. So, so it's, it, it, Romans 5 says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Verse 2, again, because. Second, because. The first because is because of what Christ has done. We have peace with God. We are counted righteous. Then there's another because of our faith. Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently now and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory, God's life, God's power, God's blessings because of what Christ has done, because of our faith in him. Christ brings you and me into a place where we enjoy all this glory of God. Isn't it amazing? Can I hear amen? One man wrote to the church, he said, what kind of love is this? That me, I'll be called a child of God. He said, this is beyond my imagination. That me, of all people, of all people, wow. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this is how we enjoy all the new, the new life. By walking in the light of the truth, we come into agreement with Christ. Come into agreement with the Holy Spirit. Come into agreement with the Word. If you are not in agreement with the Word, two cannot work together except the Word. It is called fellowship. You can't have fellowship with Jesus when you disagree with him. You can't have fellowship with anybody when you disagree. Two can work together. You are not in fellowship when you are not walking in the light of the Word. It's when you walk in the light of this word, when you believe his word, it's when you're walking in it. You walk by faith, not by sight. Your walk is not sight. Your walk is faith. He said this, I believe it. This is true for me. So you're walking in it. The Bible says that's when you have fellowship with him. And when you have fellowship with him, that's when he performs the word which you believe. But when you disagree with him, you are walking in darkness. You're not walking in his light. You walk outside on your own. So fellowship Agreement is when I agree and believe what he says and say, yes, Lord, your word is here. So we are now in agreement there. So two can now walk together. You can't say the Lord is with me when you disagree with him. You are the one that walked out of, you are finding that another way. No, no, no. For his word is lamp unto your feet and light to show you the path to follow. So you want to walk in the light? Walk in the, word of his, in the light of his word. He is right in there. So when you do that, then he's in fellowship with you, and he's obligated now to perform that work. Otherwise, he tells a lie, which is impossible. It's impossible. Impossible. The Bible says it's impossible that God will lie. Completely impossible. 
You know, one time, man, I was dying. Meanwhile, I died, I was dying. my life was gone. This house was, it was no, I didn't have energy to breathe. To stop. My wife just came in from, didn't know what was happening. So I went, I, man, the last energy I had, I went and helped her open the door. I went and sat down. Listen to me. I put worship song. I just relaxed myself into Isaiah 41 10. He said, Fear thou not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I'm thy God. I just realized I was meditating on it. I didn't have energy to talk, stand up. As I was meditating, I relaxed hearing what I had to hear. Was, bim, 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 bim. Strength surged. I could run. I, could, I, mean, I took off. I, my wife did I got up. I was running all over the place. I could run. In one second, this thing flipped from this side. Because what is over his word? Yes. I just put trust. I said, Lord, I just trust. I'm not fighting anything. You, love, you won this battle for me. So I'm just going to trust myself into your word. I began to meditate on it. As that's what she was playing. I just relaxed in it. I was meditating on it, saying it, and I said, Lord, thank you. Fear thou not. You're with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I was just thinking, meditating. All of a sudden, the thing came inside there. Bim, 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 bim. I had it. Bim, 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 bim. Power surged. Boom, up. I'm here. He that watches his dread does not sleep, does not slumber. Anybody that trusts in him will never be put to shame. I don't care what that is. You can come to the valley or shadow of death, fear no evil. If he says, I got you, he's got you. <laughs> it's no use worrying. It's no And I've had this experience not once, not twice. Not, I mean, I'm telling you, you will call 911. I'm not making this up. This is real truth. So we have to be in agreement to be in fellowship with him. First John 2, 24, 25. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught now from the beginning. You remember yesterday we talked, we talked about understanding being very important. He said, that thing you are taught now, where is it? Abba, have you forgotten it? <laughs> you can't. Say, remain faithful to that you are taught. God sent you word to heal. You were taught something. Don't throw it away. Remain faithful to that which you were taught. From the beginning, if you do, conditional now, conditional now, if you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son. If you do. It's not that I can see everything turning around, but you're out of fellowship. Nothing is turning you. If you do, conditional. You will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, if, if you have it, obvious. And in this fellowship, what will happen? 
we enjoy what? The eternal life here. Promise, I say, when you remain in this fellowship, that's when you enjoy all these things. When they manifest for you. But will you remain in the one they thought you have forgotten? You are too busy. Romans 6, 17. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin. See? He said, you people were slaves of sin. Yet you now obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which you doctrine to which you were delivered. We taught you this doctrine. You obeyed it. You accepted it. It's called obedience of faith. You accepted it. You accepted this doctrine. He said, because you accepted it to be true. Look at the, the result. And having been set free from what? Sin. Now you are free from sin. You accepted this thing we told you. That Christ died to set us free from sin. That's Romans chapter 6. If you read Romans chapter, you should read Romans chapter 6 from verse 1. Read it today. I read it every day. First in the morning, I go to Romans chapter 6. I meditate it all through to chapter 7, all through to chapter 8. That's the first meditation I do. From I all through, and I'm praying, Lord, this word has to enter, it has to bear fruit. I don't want to receive it in vain. Enlighten me with it. I go, but I'm telling you, I go through it. I go to 7, I read it through. I go to 8. When I finish with that and pray through that, I come to my second scriptures of meditation of Psalm 103. Go back to Romans chapter 8, chapter 2, chapter 10, verse 10, verse 2. And I go to all my scriptures. And then I'm praying as I meditate that this world will enter and bear fruit. So Paul is saying, we taught you in that Romans chapter 6 that God has set you free from sin now because when Christ died, you died with him. So your old nature has been crucified and by that, he destroyed the power over you, over sin over you. So you're reason you are a new creature. Now this new creature is created to be like God. So sin doesn't have power over you because you believe this doctrine now. Having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. That's how you got transformed. You believe this doctrine which we taught you. Received by faith. Here is what our Lord Jesus said. John eleven forty. Jesus said unto her, Did I not say to you that if you will believe? Condition. I have one. But it's okay. I can have that from, from you too. That, fact, that one is better. If I take this one. Yeah, this is better. So cool. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you, if you would what? If you would what? That's the only condition. Then you see the glory of God. And then they brought Jesus a case that has been long and deceived. So at Mark 9, 21, and he asked the father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes he had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us who will help us. Jesus said to him, the issue is not if I can do anything. That's only one issue. 
And the issue, not me. If thou canst what? That's the issue, not me. I'm not the issue. It's you. If you can believe, all things are possible. To him that believes, I'm not your problem. Can you believe? Can you exercise faith? Because by faith you receive. It doesn't matter whether it's from childhood, whether it is throwing them in the fire, whatever it is, whatever it is. It's irrelevant. The issue is can you believe? Praise the Lord. You know, one time I was meditating on scriptures and stuff. The Lord said to me, he said, Did you know that word you are reading? I said, Yeah. He said, You know that word created the word. I said, Really? I said, but this is not Genesis 1. He said, every word of mine is the same as powerful. None is more powerful than the other. So that thing you are reading has enough power, the same power with what I said in Genesis 1. The same power. It's not different. He said, that word you are reading has enough. It's my power. It's not less. If you believe it, you do anything. So there are three laws of faith I want to teach us. All this I've been talking is introduction. Are we ready to study? There are three laws of faith. If you follow these three laws of faith, you won't miss it. Three laws of faith. I, I, I have an acronym for it, KCA. KCA. Can we say it together? KCA. Let's say it again. KCA. Say it again. K okay, tell your neighbor what I said. K represents know the truth. C represents confess the truth. A represents act on the truth. If you follow these three things, no matter the situation, I don't care what it is, you will come through victorious. Know the truth. Confess the truth. Act on the truth. Know the truth. Let's say it one together. Know the truth, number two. Confess the truth, number three. Act on the truth. Let's say it again. Know the truth. Confess the truth. Act on the truth. Let's say it one more time. Act on the truth. Now, knowing the truth. How do you know the truth? John 5, John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, like we believe in him now. So he's telling us the same thing. If you continue in my word. So that's the process of knowing this truth. There has to be a continuation in my word. Then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. So really, knowing the truth, it has a process. It's called continuing in the word. If you don't continue, it said if, conditional. If you don't continue in the word, you can't know the truth. You have to continue in the word. That you had it once, no. Look at me, I read, I read Romans 6. Every, every, I read it, I read it, and when I read it, I'm not joking. I'm reading it like I don't know it. I'm reading it and I'm meditating on it and I'm praying over it like I don't know it. I can't come and say, hey, I've been reading it, I'm a pastor. It doesn't work like that. The one you read last year, forget about it. You go back to it again and continue, continue, continue. Everybody say continue. Yes, and the Peter said something about this continuing. Second Peter 1.17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. 
This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Verse 18. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard it when we were with him in the holy mountain. We have also, you see, Peter was trying to promote the word of God as very important. Because he was writing to Christians who were being persecuted. I was telling them not to backslide. That this word of God is reliable. So we had this, we had it, but we have also a more sure word of prophecy that you need to focus on. The written word. So verse 18. And this verse which, which came from heaven, we had when we were with him in the holy mount. Verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until, until, brethren, I'm telling you, there's an until. Continue, until, continue. What? Until. Let's say it, continue, until. Let's say it, continue, until. Until what happened? Until the day down and the day star arise in your hearts. Until the word breaks into your heart. Because there's hindrance to it. There is always hindrance to it. There's always a lot of things you have believed before, things you have taught before. There's always, in me, in you, there's always, there's always this fear there. There's, especially if you are facing something. There's always this fear there. There's always... All manner of thoughts that the devil is injecting in your heart. But the Holy Spirit says, you must continue until this light pierces, breaks into your heart. Can I hear amen? So this continuing involves dedicated meditation. Day and night. God told Joshua that. Joshua 1.8, we know that. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate on it. How? Day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written. He says, you meditate, faith comes, then action comes. He says, you meditate only day and night. When faith comes, faith produces the action. So you meditate day and night, day and night. Then you begin to act on it. And then you begin to act on it, and then the result comes. Then the psalmist said in Psalm 1 verse 1, Great blessing belongs to those who don't listen to evil advice, who don't live like sinners, and who don't join those who make fun of God. Instead, they love the Lord's... What? Oh, I'm ahead of you. Verse 3. Where are you? I'm talking of Psalm 1, verse 1. Where are you? Yeah, great blessing belongs to those who don't listen to evil advice. Who don't live like sinners and who don't join those who make fun of God? Verse 2. Verse 2. But his delight is in. You are, you, give me another, you are giving me, confused me with all manner of translations. I'm reading a, easy to read, please. Great blessings belong to those who don't listen to evil advice, who don't live like sinners, and who don't join those who make fun of God. Verse 2. Instead, they love the Lord's teachings. Instead, they love the Lord's what? Teachings. And what do they do? They think about them. What? He said, great blessings is theirs. They think about it then. God said to Joshua, you want this thing to work for you. Meditate on it there. And Jesus said, continue in this thing until it breaks through. But people won't do that. They won't do that. 
They don't have patience to do that. They don't have time to do that. They don't have it. And they're wondering why it's not working for them. Why should it work when you're not following instructions? Why? So many are stuck in the mentoring, and they think they have faith. Because they talk to me. They say, Pastor, you know, I have faith in you. And they didn't. I say, you have faith. It didn't work. Yeah, then God lied. Yeah, God must have deceived you <laughs> because it didn't work. Mm, you have faith in him. And it didn't work. Ah, God deceived you. <laughs> Maybe you change your faith to yourself. Again, understand. Many people don't know that preaching the word, listen to me, all of you. Many people don't know that preaching the word, talking the word doesn't mean you have it. They think I have it because I can preach it. I can. You don't have it. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> God taught me this personally. That's why I go back to this scripture. I've taught this in over 20, 40 years. But I go back to it and God says, you don't have it. You can quote it, preach it from here. But it's not inside of you. I'm telling you people the absolute truth. Sometimes you are desperate for miracles. I said, Pastor, I have faith. They tell you, you think you have, you don't have. Why? Because you, you, you want it now, now, but you don't have what the seed that produces it. You don't have it. This is where the trouble maps. Getting this inside of you, because once it enters you, it's so powerful. Oh my God. It's so, nothing stops it. And the power to make that thing is inside that world. That the container is called carrying it. The Bible said God sent his word to heal you. Inside it is your healing. Inside it is deliverance. Inside everything. It creates it. There's nothing that world does not do. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing ever stands when the world rises. Nothing. You know whose word it is? The, that word is God. Nothing. But God told us it has to go in. Where it has to walk is in the heart. We think we have it. And when we come to church, we are teaching this, we don't listen. God said, go back, meditate on this. Oh, no. The Lord said to me, give your church some one or three to meditate upon. Many are not doing it. He said, how do you know? Because I know. That one do. And tomorrow they won't see anything. Because they look down. <laughs> Scripture says, believe the prophets of God, you'll prosper. You look down, your pastor, you won't listen to him. And God said, I put him there. He said to Samuel, they rejected you, they reject me. They reject me. Yeah. And he sent you people to come and tell us, you people are not honoring the word of God. Even you look down on people that preach to you. Right here. Aside that, I was looking. And we wonder why. Wonder why. John 5 38. And you have not his word abiding in you. These are people who read the Torah and quote it, they cram it, they carry it in the head, they recite it. These are the people who carry it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> if you go to Israel, you see them, they still carry it. And Jesus is telling them, you don't have this word in you. 
and you have not his word abiding in you, for whom he has sent, him you believe not. All your, you say you search the scriptures all the time, but you don't have his word in you, but you are searching it all the time. 2 Timothy 3, 7. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. It's not there. The word must abide in you. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, it's conditional. What is abiding? It must come alive. That word will, will enter. Listen to me. It will enter and you see it as true. You see, it's light. It shows you something. When that light comes, the Bible said understanding comes. You see the reality of that thing. You don't need to ask anybody, this is true. You see, you know, oh, there's this oh, all moment, I call it. When you're like, wow, that's true, Lord, thank you. Praise burst out of your mouth. You don't have to ask anybody. It's an experience that is real. But Jesus said, if you continue, then you are my disciples, sir. which means you are listening to me. Then the knowledge of the truth will come. Praise the Lord. Is everybody happy? Proverbs 4.20. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Meditating on it. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate. Let them penetrate. Let them what? Penetrate how? Deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them, healing to their whole body. They guide your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You know, when Jesus was teaching about the parable of the soil, he was talking about the seed that is sown like it's being sown now. He talked about a different type of house where the, where the seed falls, those who don't understand, those who don't have, it's not deep in them, those who have the cares of this world, and then, you know, all manner of hearts, there's only one that is good heart where it falls. After he thought that and his disciples came to him to teach them the meaning, he said something amazing about that parable. A mark for that thing. And he said unto them, know you not this parable? That's the question. Know you not this parable? And how will you know all parables? You know what they say? If you don't resolve the issue of your heart, you cannot benefit from the word of God. You cannot know anything. That's what it's telling you. So if you don't understand this parable, if you don't know it, how will you know other things I'm saying? Because if your heart is not the heart where it falls to bear fruit, everything I'm saying is worse of time. That's what it's telling you. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a foam? Foam that soaks up water? Is there anybody here who has never seen a foam? You use it in your kitchen, right? Let me tell you how people soak up sickness. Soak up demonic works. Christian. Soak up all these things. This is like a foam. foam. And the devil comes to your heart. He knows that everything comes from there. And he knows the world is not there. There's space there. So he comes. 
and begins to sow imaginations and thoughts. You know you are sick. You know from your family, this is running. <laughs> and then you know anger is your issue. You know that's your problem. And then this thing will kill you. As he's saying it, here you are, meditating on it today. Because in the evening he will come. When you wake up, he'll come. At the job, he'll remind you. You know what he's getting you to do? You're meditating on his word. Because it's the same process. It's not different. So as soon as that word penetrates you, you soak it like foam. I'm telling you the truth. When you soak it like foam, he presses it. And what comes out of it is that sickness, it's all those things. It becomes your real life experience. Press it in life. Soak it in your heart. And the Bible said, watch your heart with all. But he knows you are not watching. Soak it. Say, my child, oh, this is my son. It's always giving me trouble. This is my son, God. Why did you give me this kind of child? Soak it in. Even you are soaking it in. In your quiet moments, you are absorbing dirty water, impure water. The way you absorb it, there's no space for the Word of God. And what comes out of your mouth is exactly that. And what God told you is, don't pay attention to those things. Rather, pay attention to my beyond. When my, this thing was happening, I refused to pay attention to it. I took the word and paid attention to it. And that gave God the permission and the opportunity to perform that miracle. I had the option. To say, oh my God, I'm dying. Lord, <laughs> and I will die. Oh, volume, right? Are you hearing me now? I had the option that time to focus on that thing. I said to my wife, oh, see what's happening to me. Fear will grab everybody. I had the other option. My son, I tend to my focus on it. I had the option. When I focused on it and put worship praise, I was in fellowship with God. And if God be for us, come here, Mr. I was right there. He was right there with me. Because his, where his word is, his presence is there. They are right there. And there's no greater. You know, the Lord told me something. He said, can you find a greater doctor than my word? I said, no. He said, do you have a greater doctor than Jesus? I said, no. He said, you Christians are faithless. Completely faithless. You put so much faith in human beings. If you put as much faith you put in your doctor as you put in God, maybe you, maybe you get the greater power of God. Everything my doctor told me to do. My doctor told me to do. What did God tell you to do? What is man? What is man? Can I hear amen? 
So Paul started to pray for the church that God will open our understanding so that that word will enter. Paul knew that that is the secret of victory. That word must enter. Let me repeat it, that you are in the church, that you are preaching, that you are reading, that you are quoting it. It may not be you. It may only be here, here. I'm not making it up. I had a preacher who said, that the Lord told him, he said, do you know the word they are preaching is nothing? He said, Lord, why can't I say there's nothing you are talking? <laughs> he said, your heart is empty. It's all in your head. I've been preaching. I'm talking of Charles Caps. Been preaching for years. I don't know if you heard him say that. For years. The Lord said, you're empty. That's why nothing is working. Can you, can you, can you expect harvest when there's no seed? He said, your heart has no sin. He said, really? He said, yeah, you are empty. And even a pastor preaching, he said, it's not there. Colossians 1.9, so we have not stopped praying for you. Since we first heard about you, we ask God to give you complete knowledge. Part of it is understanding that this world must enter. Complete knowledge of his will. And to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's why he prays for all the churches. All of it. All the time. Verse 10. Then, the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. You see his prayer? This is the kind of prayer we should be praying. Instead of going, getting every night, you are chasing the devil. You chased him January, chased him February, March, April. What month are we? October. When will he leave? You are still chasing him. Every spirit that does this, every spirit that does this, and every spirit that does it, I bind you. I lose you. I kick you. In fact, if you touch my daughter, I will tell you I'm here. Uh, fire will burn you. Fire, fire, burn them. It's all junk. One man did a, a, a video. I watched it. I laughed myself to school. He pretended he was a native doctor and took something to the market in Enugu. Went to one store and said to the woman, he said, this money I want you to keep it. And then brothers, he said, keep The woman said, fire, fire. And all of them just started, fire, fire. So the man started pretending. They all, all the market people came together. Fire. They were following him. Fire. He didn't know he was videoing this thing. Making fun of them. They were saying fire. And then the man was in. And then they were saying fire. All of them, all the they stopped selling. They have found the devil. Finally, he stopped. He said, I'm not, I was just joking. He said, I came to you see what you're doing. And all the people that came, his video people came. I said, We made this up. And what they were telling them, they were still calling fire on them. Finally, some of them got convinced that this is said, We made it up. We made it up. It's not for real. This is the kind of prayer the church should be praying. God, give us revelation in the truth. If I know the truth, it will set me free. Open my eyes of what? Understand. Let me understand what Christ did for me. Knowledge is power. Paul said, so we have not stopped praying for you 
Since we had, you will never hear Paul talk about I'm praying that the devil will leave you alone. Never. Why? We've been delivered and, and the devil is put to us. If you know the word of God and who you are, you trample upon them all the time. And you should be able to know what the devil is doing and what the devil is not doing. It's not everything the devil is doing. Not everything. January. February. March. I asked somebody, I said, when will he go? Have you not tried? Maybe he's not going to. <laughs> Maybe you are chasing shadows. Don't you need any other thing to ask for? That has more spiritual value for you. This is one of them. Can I hear him? This is what? This prayers was put by the Holy Spirit in the Bible that the church will pray. We don't. If you get revelation, if you get understanding and wisdom, you will know how God wants you to solve your lives. My son, yeah, can shared one testimony with us. We, didn't, you know, they, we had this night of, of, that they told us to have. I don't know if you had your own. So we're sharing testimony. But the boy, shared, he, said, he said, let me share with you, people. <clears throat> My life was going negative. It was, nothing was working. He said, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, this is not what, something is wrong. What I mean? He said, I cried to the Lord. The Lord said to me, he said, you are walking contrary to the way I created you. That's the problem. He would never have known it. He said, when you serve in the church, how do you solve a problem in this, in this your ministry? He said, I go to the, to the YouTube and search out how they do it. And do. He said, that's what I created you to train yourself. Do that and you'll succeed. He said, he started to do that. He started making A's. He said, I was having D or two. The thing switched he said, I'll go to the internet and study this on my own. He said, I created you to strain yourself. I didn't create you to be taught by That's the way I made you. You are not functioning. That's why I tell you people, I said, sanctification is not changing your personality. Because God made you that way. He said, I started functioning the way God made He said, he became honorable student. In fact, the school wrote him recently for honor. How did it change? God gave him understanding. Not chasing Satan. God taught him something he would never have known. Because only the creator, who knew all secret, told him, this is why it's not okay. And God said to him, now I'm going to give you a job you won't suffer for. That will give you a chance to serve me. He said, I didn't apply for the job. I was there and they, they sent everything to me. And they're paying him, if you know what their son is, and both of us together in two years, don't know what is that. And we brought him here, and you, you can't wake up, your county can't pay you more. Why are you serving them? Praise the Lord. You should resign and go to have his job and bring us more money. God said, I'm going to give you a job myself. You won't suffer for it, you won't look for it, it'll come to you. And it did. He said, now that he's not telling us in the he said, Daddy, now I can do it, I can serve Jesus. I've been all wanting to serve Jesus the more. He said, now I can serve Jesus, I can do more for the Lord, because that has been my desire. 
But something stuck and stopped it. And God said, this is why. You see why we should walk in wisdom and revelation from the Holy Spirit? Instead of walking in presumption. It's this, it's that, it is devil. You don't know what is happening. The life is bigger than you. Unless God reveals it to you, you don't know anything. Amen. I said, God didn't create you to suffer. He created you to rely on him. So he can show you the secrets of life. He wants all his children to prosper, including you. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Are you bored? If you are tired, raise your hand. Let me know. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live, we always honor and please the Lord. That's how it works. It's not presumption. Deliverance from what? Blind people following blind people. No absolute. Nothing. There's a sister that they fired. She came to me. I was crying. I said, why are you crying? I said, I said praise the Lord. I said, Pastor. I said, praise the Lord. I said, if they didn't fire you, we'll leave that job. I said, because God wanted you to live longest time. Do you have faith to live? I said, another one is coming. I said, why are you not? You should tell Pastor Victor you want to do Thanksgiving. What do you mean? They were looking at me. It wasn't long. She got a better job. And danced, danced to me. I said, now you are dancing. Why didn't you dance then? If you were walking in fellowship with the Spirit, he would have told you, don't worry about it. He said, because I will tell you things to come. Don't worry about it. I have something better for you. If your mind is stayed on him, if you acknowledge him in not everything, he will guide you away. Where people are fidgeting, he won't fidget because you already know what's going on. He doesn't want you to walk in ignorance. Praise the Lord. So when we pray that prayer, the result of this prayer is that Luke 24 to 45, then opened he their understanding. God will open your understanding that they might understand the scripture. It will start entering. The entrance of the world. Bring it light. When it enters, light comes. Understanding comes. Reality comes. It becomes faith. Substance. Numbers. So number two, I want to take us to number two law of faith. Second law of faith is the law of the covenant also. The law of faith, the second law of faith is that the word must be in your mouth. You must have it where? Your mouth. Second Corinthians 4, 13. We have, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore speak. If you believe, you speak. If you believe, you speak. If you believe, you speak. He said, we have the spirit of faith. Because we have it, we are saying so. We are confessing it. And in Isaiah 59, verse 21, that's the Lord of the covenant. 
is the Lord of the covenant. You must know it. Isaiah, Isaiah 59 to 2. As for me, this is my covenant with them. Listen to God. This is my covenant with them, said the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I put in thy mouth, shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of thy mouth, out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, said the Lord from henceforth forever. He said, this word must be where? So that I can establish that covenant. In John 3, 34, he said, for he whom God has sent, speaketh the words of God. Him who God has sent, speaketh the word of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. In John 14, 10, believers thou not that I am the Father, the Father is in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of my own. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he dwelleth the work. He said, if I speak, his word is in my mouth. I give you, I don't speak of my own. I don't speak of, about how I feel. I don't speak about what I'm seeing. I speak of what the Father puts him up. Numbers 14, 28. Say unto them, as truly as I live, are you okay? Okay. As truly as I live, said the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so what I will do to you. So what you are saying is what he's doing for you. So he told you, he said, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, the all that were numbered of all that were numbered of you, according to the whole number, from twenty years old upwards, which have murmured against me. So all of you are dying here. Even though I promise you, see the, the, the promise is for you, but you'll be saying death, calling death. We are not terrible. We can't go there. We can't do this. You say so you die here, you can't go there, and you are not going there. And it's your mouth. That's what you told them. We are not terrible. They are giants there. We can't, you say, that's what you, you are dying here. You are not going for that. You are done. Say, because it's what you are saying. So if you want God to perform the covenant, you say what he said. Then Joshua and Caleb said what God said. We are, we are well able. And they went forward. Those who say we are not able, they died there. People, they had the same promise, the same group of people, not different. But God said, my covenant, see this is my covenant, you must have my word in your mouth oh, so that I can perform it. But if you go saying what I didn't say, you hinder me. You wonder, ah, they teach us all this. Why should we walk? What are you saying? Didn't he tell them in the wilderness, you are dying right here, even though I promise you this. And God swore, said, this land I'm giving you. But they said to them, you are not going there because your mouth hindered you. Is it possible that our mouth can hinder us? Then the Bible says that if you don't control your mouth, it will make your religion worthless. Praise the Lord. So you know, do you remember Zachariah? Who is Zachariah? Zachar. Does anybody know Zachar? Eh? Father of who? So God came to him and said to him, I have a plan. You are going to have this child. Remember the scripture said John was sent by God. You are going to have this child. And his mouth. He said, don't you know we're old? How can you be telling me that? God took zip. And what? 
Why? He could destroy that thing. He could ruin it. So God zipped it up. I said, I'm not talking again. If I let you, this covenant will work. And he led the wife because the wife understood. Women are awesome. That's why this is a women's conference. So the woman, the woman, the woman believed. But the husband, so he wanted to talk. After that, he couldn't talk. God has gummed that thing up. Because all, all he was saying is the thing that would thwart the plan of God. Until the child was born. So God said, now you can talk. And they asked, he said, yes, the name shall be John. He said, now you know. You know, sometimes God might close your mouth. Because you ruin your life. You soak up sickness by what you say. You soak up all those things. You think it doesn't matter? It does matter. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. James 1.26. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself. Your religion is worthless. It's what we say that gives, empowers either God or the devil. It's, and we say a lot. We don't even care. When it starts coming like this, we don't, even when we're joking, the word is what, whether you're joking or not. So Hebrew 10, 23 says, let us hold fast to the profession that we have. We must hold fast to the forehead. Now, do you remember Abraham? How many of you have heard about Abraham? Do you know Abraham? God came to Abraham when he was 75 years old. And told, he just married. He just got married. Newly wed. And God told him, take your wife and leave town. Go to a place where I will bless you. So he left. <clears throat> and then God came to him and said, you see this land? He said, your seed will possess it. He didn't have a child. Your seed, I will give this land. And then after all, God came to him and Abraham said, you are telling me you have blessed me. Seeing I have no seed, you have not given me any seed that will possess this thing you are talking about. And God said, no, you, your seed will possess it. Abraham was struggling. Listen to this story. So, to cut it short, he and the wife laughed. And then they started planning that this thing is not working. So can we now have a child by this woman who will be the heir? Because this is not working, right? Are you following me? So God cured it by one thing. You know what God did? He was now 99 years old. He hasn't worked yet. He hasn't worked yet. At 99, God came and said, Abraham, I want to show you the power of words. Your name is now father of many nations. And your wife is now mother of what? Many nations. So every morning, Abraham will call himself father of what? Many nations. And people will call him what? Father of many nations. They started calling him January, February. By March, he started believing it. The Bible says he became persuaded. It was that change of name, that confession he was making, that enabled God to perform it. Before then, he didn't believe it. Oh, they showed him star. He believed, and the Bible said, yeah, he believed it, but after he began to fluctuate again. Until God cured it. Why did this thing happen? 
The Bible says it was written for us to learn. Contrary to hope, speak what God says. It will build faith in you. Just say so. Let the healed, what? Say so. Let the redeemed, what? Say so. If you are free, say so. Don't say, hey, God, you see, you told me I'm free, but see what is happening. No. Don't wait until they zip your mouth. And you want to talk, you can't talk again. No, no, no. <laughs> you have to learn from Abraham. You know why God changed Peter? Peter was like this. Right? And God began to call him rock. Rock. Every morning, <laughs> rock. <laughs> Every afternoon, <laughs> rock. They say, what is your name? Rock. So he will stabilize. It's what you call yourself, you become. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? Are you with me? I want you to check what you've been talking. See what you did to yourself. Check what you've been saying. You sh- tell me what you're so- you've been soaking up. The Bible calls the stronghold of Satan. Your heart it will come down big. And then, contrary to hope, Abraham began to bless God. No more murmuring. <laughs> no more complaining. Because every morning, Abraham will see Sister Esther. Sister Esther said, Ah, father of many nations, how are you? I said, Sister Sarah, Ah, mother of many nations, how are we? Did see you yesterday? And everybody was calling him that. And he too was what? The Bible says he became fully puzzled. That what God said, but it came from what he said. He was hearing himself. So you are saying it initially will look foolish, but keep saying it morning and afternoon. Can we do that? Did you learn anything? If you got a shout, hallelujah. Lastly, I want to mention this quickly. It says that we need to act on the word. It's not just, you know, when you know the word, when it enters, you say it, then you act on it. We need to act on it. James 2.20. But without no over man, that faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. We must act on the word. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord. What? Oh, my soul, and all that is within me, do what? Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not what? So if you know all these benefits that God has given you, what are you supposed to do? I can't hear you. If you know all these benefits, what are you supposed to do? I didn't hear you. Bless the Lord. David said, my soul, it's time to what? Bless the Lord because of all the benefits he's given me. So isn't it time for us to bless the Lord? Oh, you say, Pastor, what am I blessing the Lord? Didn't you see the pain on my leg? No. Remember Abraham. I remember Zachariah. Don't let them close your mouth. Remember this story. What the scripture recommends is, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Don't forget that he healed you. 
Can I hear amen? And he says he pray, his praise shall sometimes. I, I didn't hear you. His praise shall what? When things are looking good. You know you can come to church under corporate anointing. Everybody's worshiping. And truly you are. But when you go home alone, that's when it matters. Will you still worship? Didn't the Bible say, continue? Quit means when the thing is not looking good. You go into that's what I did. I put praise. I put praise and I relaxed myself into the hand of the word. I refused to see what the devil was doing. I refused. I put praise. Because praise is so powerful. It's an act of complete trust in God when things don't look good. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. So we have to act on it. If you believe in all these benefits, in the morning, you lift up your hands and say, Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. Bless. Stop. Then the devil wants to inject doubt and you're going down south. You say, no. All that is within me, we must what? Bless the Lord. You, you insist. Because the devil will attack you. Many Christians lose the battle and counter attack. Oh, they mean well, but the enemy says, oh, this is what they say. They go and turn the storm. And they look at the storm, they lose their praise. They turn to Peter, looked at the storm. But that's when you take your eyes away from the storm, put it on Jesus. The author and finisher of it. The light will shine on you. You go to scripture and feed it again. And say to you, you know, David was talking to himself. When a man is talking to himself, he's facing challenges. When a man says to himself, my soul, you must what? Then there is problem. He wasn't saying it because everything was working. No. He was saying it because he needed to encourage himself. He was stirring his soul up. Was, I mean, if, if I buy, if I have a gift of a, a brand new uh, limousine, why am I telling my soul to praise the Lord? I will normally start, I don't need to talk to myself. The limousine will make me, but when a man is talking to himself and say, my soul, you need to what? Then there is problem. He's charging himself up. I want you to stir your spirit this morning. I want you to rise up and join me. I don't know if you heard what I thought. If you do these three things, you are good to go. Knowledge. Number two, confess. Number three, act. Act like it's true. Don't come and see you, your face is gloomy. No, it's not like that. Remember the woman that was in your conference? That the woman, the, wife, the daughter, died, the son died. They carried the son. The, the husband said, is it okay? He said, yeah, all is well. <laughs> when he got to the prophet, the prophet said, is it all right? He said, yes. All is what? 
women are far ahead of us when it comes to spiritual things. I want you to really begin. What do you remember? Like David, if you're facing challenges, didn't you say his prayer shall continually be? I will praise the Lord at all times. Isn't it time to do it? Can we lift up our hands and worship him?